Coming to you from the world of AV control, programming, and automation with James King. I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, it's good to be with you again. Uh, great, Steve. Always uh, enjoy connecting with you and talking about this topic and building our community here. We've always still have a lot of questions to answer, and it's uh, good that we're hearing from people. Uh, one of those people is Ajish Reju, I believe. I'm sorry, Ajish, if I pronounce your last name wrong, but I know you and I have met in person before and I've also connected with you online and appreciate you following what we're doing. Um, you had asked for some links uh, for a previous episode and James provided some of that information uh, for some of the Facebook communities. If you need more information, please reach out to us, but, but it's good to hear from you. And if there's more that questions that we can answer, we'd be glad to, and uh, thanks for following us. Uh, today, we're gonna talk about a, a valuable, something that's close to uh, my heart that I, I've been speaking on for some time, because I think that it uh, requires some clarification, and that's the idea of programming versus configuration. Um, for, for some time, there was a movement about these no programming required solutions. And uh, for programmers, it was kind of insulting. You know, it almost made it seem like we weren't going to be needed anymore. And it almost made it seem like programming was this bad thing. And, and really programming, it comes in a lot of shapes and, and forms and uh, configuration still is a, is, is, a version of programming, I would argue, but it doesn't require all of the syntax and, and all of the minutiae that's involved in writing the complex code. And I actually have a, a session that I present on this and, and I'll be doing it in Infocom. I'll share a little bit about that later. Uh, but it, the, the, one of the analogies I make is that uh, there's the the easy way and there's the hard way and and that's the the two things that that that's the that's the uh, polarization that has has been drawn when you talk about programming versus configuration programming is is the harder more complex way and and configuration is the easier way and and um, an analogy could be in building a website. You could write all of the complex HTML code, or you can use a template or use a, uh, a pre-developed solution that is, uh, it, it is really a point and click and gets you a website in about a half hour. But they're very different animals when it comes down to it. James, I, I know I've been going a little long-winded on this, but um, when you're looking at approaching these types of solutions or what, what's your, what's your first impression actually, when, when you started to consider the, the value of programming versus configuration? Um, really to me, I'm more of a programming person over configuring. Um, I do understand that each has their place. And I will also give props to Steve and say, check out his course. Um, I got to attend his uh, session when he did it for uh, HEPMA conference, and it's very well done. So definitely, if you're going to do Infocom or even thinking about Infocom, sign up for his course. 
um, because you're going to learn a lot there. But uh, me, programming configuration is different. Um, I prefer programming. I feel like you have finer control. Um, Where configuration, you get the job done. And I think for higher education, configuration is that, I'm trying to get the right word, the godsend, because it allowed more in-house integration and in-house teams to handle the in-house coding as well. Um, I know when I got brought over in my university into the AB side, we were already, as a university, moving to a configuration platform with our system. And, but I had to learn the custom coding because there were, I had a programming background and there were some spaces that require the custom programming. And I personally did not like the configuration um, modules. We could get a room banged out. I mean, someone like me, I could bang out a configuration room in our system that we use probably in 10, 15 minutes. Done, push it to the room, we're good. And that kind of applies back to our uh, last episode of the source code management, because then you can manage the revisions easier, the configurator allowed that really easily to have it there. But there were limitations. Um, there, some of this stuff didn't work the way the custom code did. And I'll admit now we are fully custom code now because we had to switch one of our control interfaces products because the one we used to use was no longer being sold. And a new interface that we went with is not supported by the configurator. So it's all custom code now, um, which again, I prefer, but it now that's the problem is it's all on me now. Where when we were on the configurator, there were multiple people on our team who could easily go to the web interface, click the devices that they had, push out the code, send it to the room. I think that's a really good point, uh, and and I, in, in some of the in the conversations that I have when, when it comes to this, it's it's uh, you have to understand the pros and cons, because what you said is really powerful. Being able to get a room working in fifteen minutes, <laughs> it's hard to argue that, because it you it just the amount of keystrokes that you have to write code from scratch would take more than that unless let's say most of it was copying from another project um and and i think the idea that it's a great way to bring in some uh, junior programmers or bring in some student workers or or have it so that the i, I think one of the w- reasons configuration actually came about was to make developing a control solution uh, more understandable for clients so that they can make their own changes and and they can swap out a, a piece of equipment or make an adjustment. However, on the flip side, I believe what you said too is there's a lot of restrictions. And if you're not aware of those restrictions, it could really burn you. And you end up having to have a trade-off because you it, it 
you, you have to realize, can I sell to my user that there's limitations here? And because we chose this approach versus if you're in custom programming, you, you, you can almost do anything you wanted. And, and I, I like to talk about the fact that we all think in the programming um, mindset because that, that existed first. And you always say, well, you know, you could fix that in programming. And, and that's not the case anymore with configuration. No, like I know one of the, our biggest, I would say, complaint and the way you look at it is it's to some people, it's a minute, minor issue. And they're like, why is anyone even have an issue with this? And other people are like, this is a big thing is like proper feedback. So if we were selecting a source, um, the light on the panel may not indicate correctly. Like with my custom code, way my when I turn on the display and turn it off, it's pulling that device. So it knows if it's on, it knows if it's off, and this button set uh, status indicates that. With the configurator we had, the button indicator followed the last button that was pushed. So if you turn the display on and then change the source, the source is now lit. So you don't know by looking at the control interface, you don't know if the display is on or not. Now, argument is you can look at the display and see it's on or off. Uh, so, but it's those minor, those fine details that I think what makes the experience in AV top notch and improves our user experience and that's where we really are us programmers can shine is taking those fine details and improving them i i would also argue that doing uh in the world of configuration it can go very smoothly but when it doesn't work that's when it's really frustrating and and i think that i i've, I've almost found that that some of the younger generation expect that everything is going to be more plug and play, and 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 they've almost lost the art of troubleshooting, and and that's what happens in a situation like this because you they they've eliminated all your ways to be able to figure out why something isn't working because it's just supposed to work and and maybe it works ninety five or ninety nine percent of the time but that times that it doesn't. You're, you're really dead in the water. Oh, yeah. I I mean, not to go off too far topic but here, but that I agree with you that troubleshooting and figuring out something is a lost art. I had a prime example. It's related to programming, but not AV. Back when I was a student worker, I developed this program we call uh, Lockdown for Firefox. So we deployed different browser, Chrome, Firefox, Internet Explorer to our computer labs. Well, Firefox, you can go into the backend configurator and change settings. So we found a way to lock that down. So I actually script the whole lockdown process. So it wasn't 
us always figuring out how to do it. So I created a whole program that downloaded the correct background file, locked it, set a password, all that stuff. Um, I did that when I was a student worker. A couple of years after being hired full time, where universities still using this lockdown, I had a student worker, student worker come up to me and he's like, James, a um, buddy of mine found out if we did X, Y, and Z, we got around the lockdown. I'm like, okay, go find a solution. He's like, wait, what? I'm like, go, you found a problem, go find a solution. I go, I developed that when I was a student worker. I go, I'm surprised it lasted this long. I go, go find a solution for it. And he, he felt, to me, he felt like he was a kid in a candy store, that he was given this opportunity to go f- troubleshoot an issue. Isn't that amazing? It's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, to me, and we could do an episode on this, is troubleshooting is probably is a programmer's biggest asset. I mean, we, I think we probably have touched on it before, but but it, we we could talk about that for a long time. It's uh, I, that that is something that is just critical to our survival. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree. Without going too much detail, because I think we got a good topic here. Hundred percent. Uh, Troubleshooting is key. Well, in wrapping this one up, I, you know, I do want to share that the the there there is a time and a place for for both solutions, and and I think they that we we can talk a lot more about it, and and I invite our, our audience to share their experiences with it, and and that that's actually one of the things I do in my class. I I, I uh, kind of go into detail about the the different criteria that you have to consider and, and really the approaches you should take and some uh, of the reasons why you would use one versus another. And uh, if you want to learn more, uh, I'll be presenting that at Infocom on Thursday, uh, the 28th of October or 20, 28th, it looks like. And it's um, SW25 is the, the session number. So uh, or reach out to me if you want more information, but, uh, but please give us some uh, feedback and, and share some stories that you've had. And I think it'll likely help some others uh, that are listening and, and we'd be glad to share them on future shows as well as uh, keep them in our comments. Uh, James, how can people reach out to you and, and uh, get in touch to continue the conversation? Uh before I go into that, I again just want to second definitely check out Steve's uh, Infocom. I know this is early. You guys are listening to this in May and you go, well, Infocom's in October. A lot will change between then and then. It's going to be quick. Uh, time goes quick and definitely register and check out Steve's class there. But you can find me on Twitter, AB underscore James King, LinkedIn, James King. And as I always say, Check out my monthly article, IT and AV, for the higheredav.com website. Appreciate that. Thanks for the plug. And I look forward, hopefully we'll get to meet some of our listeners. So that'll be great. Um, for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on all social media platforms. And uh, please also leave us a rating, a review. Let us know what you think. We're on several platforms, uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're trying to get this out as many ways as uh, are fitting the needs of the audience. So 
I look forward to hearing from you. And that's it for today on Ask the Programmer.